0: Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and two movies up for review this week. It's Spider-Man No Way Home, and it's a spoiler-free review, and Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. First up, is Spider- man No Way Home. And I'm gonna go ahead and acknowledge up front that it really does not matter what I say about this film. As with any of these major tentpole superhero films, we're all gonna go see them. It doesn't really matter if it's the worst thing in the world because if we wanna continue with our MCU continuity or just because we're super curious or just because there's cultural pressure to go see it, we all end up seeing them. This is why they make stupid amounts of money. So I could say this is the worst thing in the world and we'd all still go see it and I would've sat through it. But the good news is, Spider-Man No Way Home, honestly, it is the most fun I had in a theater this entire year. And admittedly, of course, I did not get to go to theaters that much this year, but the films I saw in theaters in particular were the big films of the year. And so the fact that Spider-Man No Way Home is a sort of positive button at the end of a very depressing year of cinema and life and all of these things, it was just, it was a relief to see. It was a joy to see. I was having a really bad day when I saw it. One of the people I was with was having a really rough day when they saw it. And it just made us feel... I think it was mood lifting. It was fun. It's such fan service I'm not gonna spoil anything or at least I'm gonna try not to spoil anything. It's such such fan service but sometimes, sometimes that's okay. A lot of the times I go to these films and it's critic screenings and everyone's very reserved and nobody's ooing and laughing and cheering because I guess that's, you're not allowed to do that as a film critic. I don't know. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, me and my friends are the only ones who are doing it. But this one, I would say was the most reactive of any of them. And that's not to say it's the same as going to see it on like a Thursday opening night. But that to me was a big sign of like people are really enjoying themselves during this film. It picks up right after the last Spider-Man movie drops off. Tom Holland is still Peter Parker. And is here. Uh, if you've seen the trailers, this isn't a spoiler. Benedict Cumberbatch is Doctor Strange, and he's a big part of this film. Jacob Batalon's back. John Favreau. Marissa Tomei. And then, again, I'm assuming you've seen the trailers for this. So this part is in the trailers, but we get a, a rogues gallery of spider man villains from the past, and it was just really fun to see them all again, and I thought I would hate it. I really thought going in that I was going to be disappointed. Well, not maybe disappointed, but I wasn't going to love this film because I wasn't super amped for it. It seems like a cash grab, which it is but it was a really fun cash grab and sometimes that makes it worth your while. There's also a theme of like self-improvement and exploration and I feel like this movie is a big proponent of men dealing with their feelings which is not something we get to see often especially in a superhero movie even though most superhero movie protagonists are men. There's a lot of logic problems with the film itself. I mean that's again also applicable to most of these superhero films but this one in particular I was like uh I don't know you were going to explain this, and it doesn't need to, because we're just going to keep going anyway, and I'll go into that in a roundtable episode, but... I just, I had so much fun. There's so many easter eggs. I would say you do have to be caught up on the MCU in order to have this make full sense. I hadn't seen the last Spider-Man film in a while, and but you know, you generally know what's going on. I think the humor was really nicely balanced with the more dramatic moments. The action is pretty fun, although there's certainly a lot of it. It's good, but the more and more we rely on these sort of super mega CG fights, the less stakes I tend to feel in them. But all of that being said... I just, I had so much fun. You were going to see this anyway. It didn't matter what I said, but I'm just here to reaffirm that you're going to have a great time. Please don't spoil it for people. I know that people take such joy in that, but there are so many things in this movie that are just so delightful to discover in the moment that I really hope that people get a chance to experience that without the filter or the burden of knowing it's coming. So Spider-Man No Way Home, an absolute blast. I mean, I I was also thinking about it. I was like, okay, well, Shang-Chi was a great film and really important to me personally, but it wasn't as ridiculous fun as I think Spider-Man No Way Home was able to be I think you know obviously they're just they are different movies and they intentionally set out with different tones you know Eternals was a much more serious dramatic movie with humor punctured in but it did feel like sometimes the humor was there to lighten the mood and not necessarily because they always inherently found this type of thing funny and then I would say with something like Black Widow you know Black Widow also had humor and it was fun for me I didn't actually see that one in theaters you know maybe it would have been as joyous of an experience but I also think the way that Spider-Man is you know weaving together a lot of the things from spider history it, it just had a different thing especially as someone who you know spider-man toby Maguire's spider-man was one of the first superhero films i saw aside from like x-men and so I, spider-man has been my gateway into the beginning of this new era of all these interconnected films and so for me as much as spider-man is not one of my favorite characters this film was just I, it was fun it was really fun it resonated with me so spider-man no way home gets a four and a half out of five from me i'm gonna take a quick break and be right back and i'm back. The other film I have this week is called Nightmare Alley and it is from director Guillermo del Toro. It's a remake of an existing noir film and this is another one I definitely saw in theaters and I knew going into it it was not going to be a comedy. So at least there's that, you know, you can still have fun at not comedy movies, but there're definitely just inherent tonal expectations going into it. So, you know, I'm not going to say it was the most fun I had in the theaters. In fact, it was uh, it was a little bit of a rough go in part I think because I have such expectations on a Guillermo del Toro pick. But that's also because he set those expectations for himself. So it's like, mm-hmm. anyway, it's got a huge mega all-star cast. It's got Bradley Cooper, Rooney Mara, Kate Blanchett, Ron Perlman, Tony Collette, Mary Steenburgen, Willem Dafoe. It's a Willem Dafoe double feature week. David Strathairn and Richard Jenkins. And so Nightmare Alley follows Bradley Cooper's character and he's a, a sort of down on his luck guy who ends up becoming a part of carnival culture and, and becomes a mentalist and it's just about his sort of integration into this group and the community of people and then how he proceeds to take what he has learned from them and it follows how he deals with sort of this power and his showmanship he has and, and maybe drinking too much of your own kool-aid I think maybe if this film had been 30 minutes shorter it's two hours and 30 minutes it's very long Maybe it would have been better, but there was just so much setup in it of characters and stuff. And I get it, right? It's Guillermo del Toro. He likes the weird. He likes the so- semi-supernatural. That's the other thing. I, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but the trailer, the trailer does this film dirty. Like the trailer does not set up the right tone, I would say, for this film. This trailer makes it feel like it's like a Pan's Labyrinth or something like that. I, I, I guess up front, spoiler, it's not a Pan's Labyrinth type film. So I, I, that might draw more people to it because some of that stuff is super spooky. This is more about the horrors and monsters that are people but anyway i i just felt like he was so immersed in his own world building and having so much fun inside the carnival whatever culture he built that he got a little distracted from with the storytelling and i think there are more efficiencies he could have taken i also i'm not a big bradley cooper person so having him as the protagonist i i will say this for spider-man i will say this for uh nightmare alley you know lots and lots of white protagonists i would love to see more diversity i know with spider-man this later one obviously the casting of Zendaya and Jacob Batalon is a lot of progress but you know the fact that Peter Parker we're still getting the white Peter Parker it, I, I want to see Miles right like I would love to see the torch pass to Miles Morales or Spider Gwen or something along those lines you know I just I need to see more diversity in my protagonists and have them be more reflective of the worlds we live in Nightmare Alley is a period piece so I feel like it's you know maybe trying to veil itself with that but either way I, I, that on its own was a, a little bit of a distraction for me I think the other distraction is because it's a period piece it's inconsistent in who is behaving like they're in a period piece and who is not? Ron Perlman talks like a super old timey character, but Willem Dafoe, who is Carney in charge, he talks relatively normally. You know, there's sometimes he uses slang of the time, but I would say Bradley Cooper has this like funky accent, but he also doesn't use the speech patterns that people would use. So it's just like the settings and the costumes and the set dressings all feel very period piece. Some of the characters are period piece, and then some of the characters do not feel like they belong of the time. So that was an inconsistency that I found distract and I think also had the story itself been a little more compelling I wouldn't have been as distracted by that type of stuff but it's just it's you can see the potential there it's close to being a good film but it, just, it doesn't quite get across that finish line for me which again is such a bummer because I really was really looking forward to it I love a good noir I love Guillermo del Toro you know I would say I'm not gonna say what the end is the end sort of saved it for me but it also left me with more questions than I had in the beginning and I you know I don't feel like it's trying to set up a sequel or anything like that and it's it's not usually how you leave a film sometimes you leave a film and you have more questions at the end than when you started and that's a good thing because it makes you think about you know larger themes or deeper plot points or want to go back and watch it again this one I was just like huh okay I get what you did here uh I don't really want to dig back into this because it didn't feel worth my time which is a bummer but it's not terrible you know again I just feel like again it had so much potential and I would have loved to see a truly spectacular noir film out of him but I'm gonna give this 3.2 out of 5 and I will say I don't think you have to see this one in a theater. Spider-Man No Way Home is a big, giant, wild, blockbustery experience. Nightmare Alley, you know, yes, it's beautiful. It's a, it feels like a film is the other one of the other big compliments I would say for it. You know, it feels like they built sets. It feels like they actually, like, had costumes, all these things, which is something that's shockingly missing from so many films these days. But the story and the characters are what matter, and those did not, to me, justify paying necessarily the price of a ticket or risking, you know, Corona, obviously, to go see it in a theater. That's just how I ended up feeling about it. You know, you may have a different opinion, but my advice is if you're going to see it and you're interested enough, wait till it's on digital. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.